1: You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this episode is sponsored by Fabric. Life is already complicated. What if getting term life insurance to protect your family could be easy? With Fabric's online hub, it's quick and easy to track your family finances all in one place. Get fast, affordable life insurance, create a will for your family, set up your kid's college savings plan, and even establish a rainy day savings fund. Planning for the future has never been easier. Fabric is fully backed by Vantus Life, one of the most trusted names in life insurance since 1847, so you can feel confident you're getting a high-quality policy that meets your family's needs. Protect your family with term life insurance now in just 10 minutes. Apply today at meetfabric.com slash 3in30. That's meetfabric.com slash 3in30 to start protecting your family today. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash 3in30 fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantus Life, not available in New York and Montana, prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. I have to tell you, I recorded this episode about summertime organization several months ago, and I really had no idea how hilariously needed these takeaways would be for me in the heart of these long summer days. Does anyone else feel like clothes are multiplying? My kids and even my husband and I are changing clothes multiple times a day between swimming and working and playing out in the hot sun, chasing our new puppy Petra. It's time to get some good systems back in place in our home, and honestly, summer is a great time to do some organizing because we have more free time as a family. So if you're also feeling ready to do a summer reset, you're going to get so many great ideas from today's episode. Our guest is Jen Martin, who is the founder of Reset Your Nest, a luxury home organizing business based out of Utah. She started Reset Your Nest in 2020, right before the onset of COVID, and in just two years, it has grown to a large team of organizers. Jen has always had a passion for design and organization and has loved seeing how creating beautiful and calming spaces for families truly changes lives. I'm so grateful to Jen for coming on 3 and 30 to talk about three spaces that we can get organized in order to maximize our summer fun with our families. Let's jump right in. Here we go. Jen, welcome to 3 and 30. I am so excited to be talking with you today.
0: I'm so excited to be here, Rachel. Thanks for having me.
1: You're so welcome. Today we're going to be talking about organization for summer, and I know that this is Your expertise. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how you help women and families prepare their spaces so that they can have happier lives.
0: I'm the founder of Reset Your Nest, which is a professional home organizing business based out of Utah. What I love to share and do is create practical tips and takeaways and content for families to be able to apply organizational principles in their own home Mm -hmm. beyond what my business can do or in addition to what my business can do when you hire us. So I love sharing all my things.
1: And systems that they can maintain long-term for their home. And I love watching your tutorials on Instagram. They blow my mind. You're so talented. And I wish you could just come to my whole house. Maybe someday Thank you. we'll have to make that Maybe happen.
0: Someday, I know. We <laughs> set your nest will come to Idaho. I'd
1: love It'd it. it would be so fun. But in the meantime, for those of us that can't have you come to our homes this summer, today we're going to talk about three areas that moms can organize this summer that will make things more smooth during the busy months. So why don't you just start in with your first takeaway?
0: Okay, awesome. The first space we're going to talk about is the car. Mm-hmm. So, takeaway number one in regards to car organization is be prepared. And I have found, I don't know if anyone is in the same boat as me, but in the summer we're in the car more than normal, doing more adventure type things, maybe less lessons and going to school. But whether it's a road trip or just fun adventure outings, I have found myself many times with wet or muddy kids or mosquito bites or a bee sting or just tired, hungry, sunburned, whatever it is kids. And I have learned through trial and error that having a very prepared car can be invaluable.
1: Yes. So how do you do that? You're like the queen of little hacks and tips and tricks, and I want this episode to be full of those. So what do you put in your car, and how do you store it in your car?
0: So I started with a list of the things that every time I feel like I've forgotten something, or if I can remember a time where I forgot something, I start a list. So one time when I went through the drive-thru and there were no forks for my salad, I added that to the list and slowly I had a list. I know you can't take everything in the kitchen sink in your car, but the items that I thought I would really like to have a pair of scissors in my car. My kids always get in the car without their hair being done. It would be really nice to have a spray bottle and a comb. So I wrote my list and then I know every car is different, but lots of cars have a middle console. If your car has a middle console, I love to use photo boxes. They come in two different sizes. There's a four by six and a five by seven and they're great because they're sturdy And they're small enough that multiples can fit in most car consoles, but they can also create division and contain certain categories. So I found those to be super helpful. I also love zipper pouches that you can get anywhere. Those work great in a glove box. I love little car garbage cans. They're all different types that you can find even on Amazon. It's nice to have garbage cans all over the car. So just little items that are made for cars or small enough to fit in cars can be super handy.
1: Yeah. I love the idea of sort of keeping a mental note. I mean, did you do it in a note on your phone, that list? That's usually where I keep stuff.
0: Yes. I keep all
1: my lists. Yeah. (laughs) So when you have the thought right then, gosh, I wish I had a whatever right now, you open your phone and you add a note to add that to your car organization. And in that center console, you're right. If there's the division, it stays looking way better and also more accessible than if you just throw everything in there. (laughs) The hair stuff and the scissors and the fork, if it's just all in there, that's not that helpful. But if you have a little container for each, what are the different containers that are in your center console right now? What do you keep in there?
0: Let me think. I know I have one that's for sunscreen and Neosporin and Band-Aids, so more like a first aid Mm -hmm. section. And then I think I keep my scissors with my hair items. So I have a few hair ties, a little mini spray bottle, and a comb. I also have like the forks and napkins in one. Mm -hmm. I keep tissues and little wipes in another one. So I have everything labeled. And there are some things that will switch out between winter and summer. Mm -hmm. I'll stock more sunscreen in the summer and keep the ice scraper in the winter. Because I'm on the go so much, I keep a few granola bars. In the summer, I keep things in there that don't get bad when they're hot as easily. Mm -hmm. I always keep a couple water bottles just in case we run low. Yeah.
1: I mean, how many times have my kids said, like, I am starving, and I'm like, I (laughs) literally have nothing for you, you know, so to have something... And I think this would be a really fun thing to involve your kids in brainstorming. What would we like to have in the car that would help us feel prepared? Sometimes I worry that I'm over-preparing, over-compensating for my kids. Like if I always have everything at the ready for them, They're never going to learn to think ahead for themselves, or they're never going to learn to sit in discomfort for a minute when they're hungry, because mom always has a granola bar in the compartment to hand to them. But if you turn it into more of a family where you talk about this principle, what could we put in our car? How could we get prepared? You're not helicoptering them as much as teaching them your process for taking care of yourself and them so that they will have those tools when they get older. Would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. I love that. And I, Have used that too as a learning experience when there hasn't been water, when there hasn't been something that they want, and they're hopefully not complaining, but expressing
1: (laughs) my kids are complaining frustration
0: (laughs) on a small level. Then I'll say, That is a great idea. Let's plan ahead, you know, let's add it to the list. I explain the process so they know that things don't just magically appear, that their life isn't just magically comfortable and everything's always there that even I, their mom, who tries to be very organized, I have moments where I forget things and, you know, lesson learned, but this is how next time we can make sure that it's better. So I think having just an open discussion about how that process works. Yeah.
1: The process. I am not naturally organized. I'm kind of scattered. And so my organization is very compensatory. Like I have to do these things. Otherwise, I'm naturally kind of a disaster. And I think my kids know that about me. And so I try to talk that through with them. Like, because I know I always forget water bottles, I keep these here. So I'm really trying to show them the skills for compensating for their own kind of weak spots in adulthood, you know, or we'll have this conversation about like, every time before we leave on a road trip, you guys should get yourselves a water bottle and a snack because I'm not going to remember. <laughs> you know? So yeah. kind of having these organized systems for the car. One of my favorite things that I keep in our car is little card games. We'll keep like Uno or Sleeping Queens, some of those that are small for if we get stuck waiting somewhere, like at a restaurant or just different times when we're at a soccer game, my son's upset, That he has to be there. My daughter's playing. Like, there's just something for us to pull out and do that's fun to minimize some of the whining and the drama. And that's like one of my favorite things, especially for road trips to keep in the car.
0: That is brilliant. I love that. We always have a couple notepads that have the like hangman, I think they're called car game notepads. But I love the idea of just having an actual deck of cards of one of your favorite games. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And then another thing I've tried to do for my car in recent years is develop some systems for right when we get home from a trip, I try to take everything out and I try to make my kids help. (laughs) I'm not the best at being consistent with them, but I try to get them to know we all unload it and then I vacuum it right away. And so it's just like a trigger. As soon as we're home, Kids are unpacking and I'm vacuuming and we get that car cleaned up and it helps so much versus just waiting to some unspecified time when I'll vacuum out the car. It never happens. And then my car is just a disaster. It makes me feel like a failure as a human every time I get in there.
0: Yes, we've all been there. We've all been there. I love that. And I think that's so great in theory because it doesn't always happen Mm -hmm. for me either. But another thing, one of my categories is car cleaning supplies. So I always keep that same spray bottle that I use for my kids' hair with a window cloth and then wipes that I can use in my car. And I have a little hand vac. Mm. So when I'm going through the car wash, we can pull everything out and I can have my kids clean their windows, the insides at least, where they're always like drawing with their fingers and making me so mad because they're getting mm. my windows disgusting. So that's another routine that we've tried to establish is that when we're going through the car wash, we pull everything out and try and wipe down and vacuum and, yeah, and clean windows. That. And
1: you're in involving the them. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Faraday. Where I live, the days are getting hotter. (laughs) While I mostly stick to dresses or shorts and t-shirts during the day, I like to have options for when it cools down in the mountains in the evening. Luckily, Faraday makes it way easier. They make the perfect clothes for all seasons. Faraday is a family-run brand making high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. I was so excited to see the beautiful Everly top was on sale, and I got the Wildwood Vines print, which makes me feel sophisticated yet effortless for a date night out. And Faraday is so confident in the quality of their stuff, they have a lifetime guarantee of quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. Talk about making it easier to get dressed. And right now, Faraday is giving all 3 and 30 listeners 20% off. 20% off. Head to FaradayBrand.com 3in30 and use code 3in30 at checkout to snag 20% off all your new spring staples. That's code 3in30 at brand.com slash 3in30 for 20% off. FaradayBrand.com slash 3in30. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We've been talking all about thriving and surviving these long summer days with our children, which includes fun bucket list items, movie and game nights, family trips, but what about taking care of us and our needs during summertime? This is why I love the convenience of online therapy, which you can do anywhere even while you're on that summer vacation. As a mom, therapy is an incredible tool to help you build your emotional resilience, which in turn will mean that you are better equipped to teach your children how to build theirs. If you've been feeling a little stressed out and burned out this summer, may I recommend that you give BetterHelp Online Therapy a try. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. 3 in 30 listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com 3 in 30. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash three in 30. I have yeah. to say, one of the most bewildering things to me as a mom is when I realized that my kids were wiping their hands on the car ceiling. Have your kids done that? Oh. And you see those like finger <laughs> streaks. <laughs> and you're like, what is like, that? Sh- and then you're like, that is my kids. They're using the ceiling as a napkin. Like, who are these pigs? i I would like
0: shuddering. I would (laughs) lose my mind, but we do have a lot of feet on our ceiling because they climb over the seats and their shoes hit the ceiling. So that's a pet peeve. But yeah, All um, kids do it.
1: <laughs> maybe that means I need to keep napkins or paper towels more easily accessible to them so that they don't think that it's acceptable to wipe their hands on the ceiling. So,
0: See, that's a great way to turn it around and come up with yeah. a solution. Yeah,
1: and be a little bit of a detective. It sounds like you're a detective. That was a takeaway. One of my friends who's an organizer, in one of her early episodes she did on the podcast, Candy Kids, she talked about being a detective in your own home and looking for where the problem spots are and coming up with a solution or a system around that area to work with that area. So it sounds like that's what you've done in your car.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that actually is a good segue for takeaway too, because we're going to talk about the garage because we know we're using the garage much more in the summer. Kids are in and out all the time. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we're preparing for fun adventures with our family But my takeaway number two for the garage is to identify those pain points. So really recognizing what is it that is driving me crazy and then coming up with a solution, creating a system that everyone can get on board with. And in some garages with clients, I've noticed that there are a lot of different pain points and maybe you can't find good solutions for all of them because we don't have six car garages. Mm Because if your pain point is the tools and the lawn care items, and your camping gear, and all the kids' bikes and scooters, there might just not be enough room. But if you choose your top two ways that you want your garage to be used, I think that is a good way to start to focus on those systems and solutions and hopefully ease some frustration that comes with a messy garage.
1: Yeah. So how how do you do that? Like if you have all of that stuff in there and you do choose your two areas, you just ignore everything else or kind of walk me through that?
0: That is a good question. So you don't ignore everything else. But for example, I think sometimes we ask too much of our garage. And if you have a two car garage and you want to park your cars in it, and you also have a ton of stuff. sometimes we either need to downsize or pare down or just find another location. So my husband and I had a sit down a couple of years ago, and we decided that we really wanted our garage to be a place where our kids stored their items like bikes and scooters and we wanted to park our cars. So up until that point we had always had big shelves in our garage and stored you know all of our holiday decor and our camping gear. and we really don't go camping very much. We only go like two times a summer hmm So for us, it made sense to move all of those bins, all the shelving units out and find another place for them in the storage room. I know not everyone has that ability, but we moved it out so we could clear the clutter in our garage and create a system for bikes and scooters that would work so that we mm-hmm. could then also park in our garage. So- I think being really realistic about the space that you have and what your garage can accommodate. If it can accommodate all your things, then go for it. But it's a big project to tackle organizing your garage. So I would take it one pain point at a time. Yeah. So maybe start with bikes and move on to tools. Yeah.
1: I like the point you made about, (laughs) I laughed when you said sometimes we ask too much of our garage. You know, it's so true. And we just want it to be everything. We want it to fit and be and do everything. And really, it's not realistic. I have a feeling you've probably organized some smaller homes or smaller spaces. So like for me, we have a two-car garage and we have a house that does not have a basement and it does not have a single storage closet in it. And so pretty much everything has to be in the garage what what am I supposed to do
0: <laughs> help me Jen what would you do that's a really good question I know and it's really hard and this is where solutions are hard I love some garages aren't tall enough for this but the overhead storage those hanging racks can be mm-hmm. awesome for things that you really are only getting to once a year we bought a storage shed because we really don't have that big of a storage closet but we do have a storage closet in our basement where we can put holiday decor and camping stuff um we bought a storage shed just from Costco mm. That holds our snowblower and our lawnmower and all yard-related items, so that we Mm -hmm. could really have our garage focus on a few tools, kids stuff, and our cars. Yeah. So I don't know, creating that storage space. I never ever recommend getting a storage unit because I think that that is an expense, and I think it gives us permission to just get more stuff. Yeah. So I think finding creative ways to either do those hanging racks you know, paring down Mm -hmm. a storage shed that's on site, I think is a nice solution for those big, awkward things.
1: Yeah. And some of those seasonal things, like you only use the snowblower in the winter. It doesn't need to be in your garage. That can be out in the storage shed and lawnmower, vice versa, depending on the season.
0: Yeah. And I really like rotating things. So we have a little attic space too, and we shove all of our sleds up there in the summer. And then we put our little kid kayaks up there in the winter. So we Mm -hmm. just try and get things that aren't being used at the time as out of the way as we possibly can.
1: Yeah. And when you think about it, like holiday decor that really only needs to be accessed once a year, like figuring out, is there some corner or some creative place we could store this in our home that we can get to once a year, but it's not visible and in our way every single day, (laughs) you know, as we're coming in and out.
0: Yeah. You see that garage. I mean, that's the first thing you see when you come home. Mm-hmm. it's the last thing you see when you leave your home like you want like not angry frustrated feelings to be
1: <laughs> yes. felt
0: every time Absolutely. you come home
1: yeah and going back to what you said about storage units i have heard and i think it's very true like if something is in a storage unit it means that you're not accessing it you're not using it so you could probably let it go and that may not always be true for certain like some equipment or different things that you might need very occasionally, but for the most part, I think that that's true. And so I feel like I'm pretty good at decluttering and streamlining, but I think I need to do it even more because our garage is a little bit out of control. So you're inspired. It's
0: hard. Well, it's hard too, because depending on your space, like people with smaller spaces and less storage, sometimes that really sets even smaller limits and it's just part of living in certain type of space.
1: Yeah. And it is what it is. So you just got to work with it.
0: Yeah. And then what is your third takeaway? Okay. So the space that we're going to be talking about are all types of kids spaces. So toy rooms, kid rooms, but takeaway number three is get your kids involved. And we talked Mm -hmm. about this a little bit with the car, but especially with kids spaces, it's such a great opportunity in the summer when kids are actually home for them to become invested in how their home functions, but especially their spaces, the spaces Mm -hmm. that they're living in. And I found with kids that when they have a say and when you're working with them, instead of imposing a system on them, a way to fold their clothes or even where their clothes go, they're much more likely to maintain that system. And it's funny because every kid is so different. I've found that every kid has things that work for them. Differently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And again, you're teaching them how to think like an organizer, how to think in systems when you sit down and you do this with them. You say, okay, I noticed this is a problem area you know, for my son, the Legos are always all over the floor. They're everywhere. You can't find what you need. I can't walk through the room without dying. (laughs) Let's come up with a system and you brainstorm and you work together and you're teaching them those skills for that. And my son, I'm very grateful to report. I have another friend. I don't know why I have so many friends that are organizers, but I am grateful. (laughs) I have another friend, Holly, who came to visit me and she helped us come up with the system for the Legos that Noah was involved in. We just got some plastic, just little shelves that pull out. I think they're meant for bathrooms. I would have gotten a prettier like IKEA system, but I live 500, maybe not 500 miles, but lots of miles away from IKEA. It's in another state. So we just got these little plastic drawers and we did them by color. And Holly, Noah, and I sat with this big, huge pile of Legos and we sorted them into the drawers of the different colors and I'll have to put a picture on Instagram or somewhere because he has kept that system for 18 months.
0: No way. That's yeah. amazing.
1: And he loves it because he can find the pieces. He knows mm-hmm. all of his pieces, which blows my mind, that he knows exactly what piece he's looking for. And now he can find it because he knows what color it is and he pulls the drawers out. And of course, he builds and it gets messy. But then he just knows I sort them back into colors and I put them away. This is a kid who is extremely messy. And he has maintained that system because he was part of creating it. So yeah, that is a testimonial for your takeaway here.
0: That is a testimonial if I've never heard one because Legos are very tricky. But I totally agree. I think when kids have boundaries and their ideas are heard and respected and they're considered and then they also invest that time initially to put the system into place, Mm -hmm. then you're going to find a lot more success.
1: Yeah. We sat on the floor and listened to Everything is Awesome on repeat while we sorted the Legos, which was obnoxious, but that's what he wanted. So we went with it. So (laughs) do you have other suggestions for Lego storage or for other tricky, you've organized a lot of homes, like what are some of the common tricky things about kids rooms and what are some solutions you found?
0: Yeah. Legos, I think is at the top of the list of a lot of mom's pain points. And for me, we tried the color organization and it didn't work right now. Our Legos are in a big under the bed box. So it's flat. So it has a big surface area. So my kids can just dump it out. Yours is a much more beautiful system. But again, just really talking to your kid and not enforcing or mm-hmm. imposing an idea on them. Kids clothes can be really tricky. I've done this for clients, but also my own daughter is at the age of like two was changing her outfit seven plus times a day. Mm. And so coming up with a system for her where we would choose our outfits at the beginning of the week, put an outfit in a hanging shoe organizer in her closet so that she knew what she was going to wear and really trying to teach that we wear one outfit a day unless we change it for another activity. And then for a while, she's now outgrown up, I would keep her clothes up, the rest of her clothes would be up high in a closet. So she couldn't even access them because it was such a problem. And that was a unique solution. But it just showed that I was trying to solve for the child and not for what I thought would work
1: best. Or like the most Pinterest worthy looking system. It was like for this child, the clothes need to be up high. And so the shoe organizer, I can envision it, it was long and you you put the outfit in for each day. There's like five slots or whatever and you put them in. Yeah, exactly. And you choose the outfits with her. So she feels like she has a say and then the rest of the clothes go up out of reach.
0: Yep. So when I did the laundry for the week, we'd bring up the clean laundry and as we folded it, we would fold outfit, decide on outfits together. And then she would choose which pocket it would go into so that if she knows that Friday is the day that you wear your school shirt, then we already had it in place for Friday so that she could wear her school shirt. Perfect. School papers. I like to let my kids, I mean, I throw away 99.9% of what they bring home from school, but I let them always pick out if there's something that's meaningful or a piece of artwork. I say, is this meaningful to you? Would you like to keep this? And we keep it. And then the end of the school year, we go through those papers again, and they put them in a place that's more permanent so that they can keep them as mementos. Mm -hmm. But I let them choose.
1: Where do you store them in the interim? And where do you store them once they're like the final picks?
0: That's a great question. In our little family command center, each kid has just a folder I also have a folder of things that need to be filed more permanently and I have a folder for receipts. So if report cards or anything that might want to be kept or even things from teachers at the beginning of the school year, it just goes in their folder and that's where it stays all school year. And then at the end of the school year, we move them to each of my children have a binder. I like the binder system. I know some people do like the big totes with the hanging files, mm-hmm. but I love the binders because it's like a book. So every year when we pull them out and put in their things from the previous school year, they're actually reminiscing and looking through preschool and kindergarten and all the fun things they've kept. Mm -hmm. And also sets a clear boundary because the binder is only so big. And my hope is that when they leave for college or whatever it is someday, that they don't have this massive hundreds and hundreds of papers, but they have Mm -hmm. something that's fun that gives them a glimpse into what their handwriting looked like what fun art projects they did. And then there are other great solutions out there like Archive and ways that you can do it more professionally. But for us, the binder system has just been a nice way to keep it contained, but also a fun memory.
1: Yeah. So I have one child that is more of a keeper And one child that lets things go easily, which I think is probably pretty usual. How do do you have that with your kids, different kids having different sort of tolerance level for letting things go? And how do you teach your kids? Do you organize their rooms with them? Do you sort of sneakily make some stuff disappear? Like what's your method as a professional organizer mother? How do you teach your kids some of these skills?
0: Yeah, that is a great question because each kid is so, so different and it's so funny to see the things they want to hold on to. And this really, I mean, with whatever, whether it's a rock collection or just treasures that get out of control, there is an element of if a room is not staying clean as a mother, this is not what I do as a professional organizer, but (laughs) I will go in and if I've asked multiple days in a row for a room to be clean and it's just cluttered with you know, items that have been collected from birthday parties and different things. I do a swipe of the room and I, I do get rid of anything that I know will not be missed without Mm -hmm. them there. Mm -hmm. That's for the ones who really like to hang on to things. But I feel like most of my kids over time have learned that if we create a clear boundary, so each kid has a bin for memories that they want to hold on to, but they don't want to play with actively. And that goes up high in their closet. So we add to that bin and then we take away from that bin too when it gets full to overflowing. Mm. And then they also have another place where they keep treasures or toys that they currently want to play with and keep in their room that are special to them. And I think for the most part, they really do a good job as I ask them questions, you know, how often do you play with this? Do you like this? Do you want to put this with our toys so everyone can play with it in the family room? You know your treasures are overflowing, so we need to make sure that there's room for everything, so you can actually see it. So as I talk them through, there's a limited amount of space. Mm-hmm. As much as we'd like to keep everything, we can't. So we can either keep it somewhere else, or you can donate it to someone who would enjoy it because it's not getting enjoyed right now because you're not playing with it. Yeah, those types of conversations have helped even my more hoarder-like children create Let boundaries. Go. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And I do feel like, again, you're teaching them skills as you go through this process with them that hopefully they'll be able to use for the rest of their life. I also do sometimes the sweep without them knowing. I have a box that's like the, I'm not going to get rid of this yet, just in case they ask about it. But I sometimes just stuff out of sight. They'll never ask about it again. And it's like, this is like junky stuff that I'm never going to take something that they really love and put it in there. And I just keep it in that box and keep it in the garage for six months. And if they haven't asked about it, then I donate it. You know, that's kind of one of my systems.
0: I love that technique. I think that works great with like clothing items, even for me, just to like set aside, just to get it out of sight and to see, did I really miss it? Like I was worried I'd miss it. Did I really miss it? Or did my kids miss it? So I just think that's brilliant. And that's a really great technique.
1: Yeah. And I also think that summer is a great time to sit down. Like if you have a lazy day and you have some time, sit down and do their room with them because it is a process. It can take several hours to go through it all and talk them through it. And when I do that with my kids, sometimes I'll give them like, let's do this. And then we can go get ice cream, you know, because it's, it's hard. It's hard work to figure this stuff out, but summer would be a great time to do it. So I'm glad that you brought this takeaway.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We'll always choose one day for each kid. I never take Mm -hmm. on more than one kid's bedroom in a day Mm because it's definitely a big project and it needs your focus and their focus. Totally. Well,
1: Jen, this has been so, so helpful. I know moms are going to be all, I can just envision the three and 30 listeners turning off this podcast and like getting their plastic trash bags and going to town in their house. (laughs) We're all going to be organizing this week. If women want to learn more from you, where can they find you?
0: You can always find me on Instagram at Reset Your Nest. And then my website is the same. I have a blog and post some really good tips there as well.
1: Yeah. And I'm subscribed to your newsletter and I love getting, you know, you send out some great tips, practical, always really practical. So women can get signed up for that, I'm sure, on your website for your newsletter. Okay. Yeah. Great.
0: Thank you, Rachel.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on and I hope you have a really great day.
0: Thank you. You too.
1: I am so inspired by Jen and her approach to organization. I especially appreciate how she includes her family so they can work together to create systems that will help make all of their lives easier, not just her life as a mom, because how sustainable would that be if it were only for one person's benefit? I also love how Jen says that there is a limited amount of space in the house, and as much as we'd like to keep everything, we simply can't. To recap, here are Jen's takeaways for three spaces to organize for the most summer fun. First, your car. Think about what you might need in order to be prepared during a summer outing and make sure it's stored neatly in your car. Do you often need hair stuff for your kids, utensils or napkins, scissors, a change of clothes for everyone in case people get wet unexpectedly, Include your children in this brainstorming session so they recognize the work it takes to be prepared. And remember that you can use photo boxes or zipper pouches to contain and organize small things in your center console, in the pockets on the back of seats, or stored in a bin in the trunk. Second, take a day or two in the coming weeks to organize your garage. Identify pain points and create customized systems in your garage to make life easier in this specific season. As Jen says, sometimes we ask too much of our garage. Identify what is the most important use of your garage space right now for the summer. Maybe it's bikes, scooters, tools, or camping gear. And find a way to downsize or relocate the rest. And third and finally, use these long summer days to work with your kids to organize their bedrooms and play spaces. When kids have a say, instead of imposing a system on them, they are much more likely to maintain the system. And remember that sometimes you'll have to try a couple of different ideas to figure out what works. Don't give up. Keep working with your child to find a solution that will work for them. I hope these takeaways inspire you to tackle some of the pain points in your home or your car, or at least give you the encouragement you need to make a small change to make these crazy summer days a little simpler. As always, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you have a great week with your family.